And back here on your Monday evening, ready to go on the Employment Hour. Phone lines, 416-870-6400-640 on sell your questions. We will answer them. Dave is here from the firm to answer those over the next hour. We've got a bunch of topics today, your phone calls, emails as well. It's a chock full of emails and show tonight. So we'll get to that as we uh, go into Monday night, Wednesday night as well, here at the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640. So we start, Dave, big guy, with the week that was. How was it? Good. It was a uh, very interesting week, and I want to uh, talk about two different cases where uh, I, I dealt with situations where these types of employees uh, are not oftentimes given severance pay by their employer, and uh, that's illegal, and that's not right. Uh, so we can get kind of get rid of some of those misconceptions here. First one was a dependent contractor. Uh, I saw there was a case last week where we had a contractor um, who was employed for the last eight years with one company or con- contracted for eight years with one company. Uh, the company considered him an independent contractor. He invoiced them and they paid his own taxes. However, this was his only work. It was only his only yeah. job. So 100% of his income came from this company. They terminated the relationship and didn't offer him any severance pay, saying he was an independent contractor. And... Whether or not he was an employee, he was certainly a dependent contractor, and uh, you know he did have some uh, some indicia of a uh, a contractor. He he did uh, set his own hours and, and whatnot, but uh, he worked from home, and uh, but he he all of his income came from this one company. So he's clearly a dependent contractor, and as you know, dependent contractors are entitled to severance pay uh, as if they're employees, and uh, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of employers don't know that. And uh, so uh, we were able to settle the case at mediation based on uh, a severance package of t- uh, 10 months, uh, which is exactly what he would have got if he was an employee. Uh, so the lesson here is uh, just because you're considered a contractor for um, between you and your employer doesn't mean you're actually a, a contractor for employment law purposes. As the, you know, Leor says, it's substance over form. If that was the case, uh, as you know, you know, independent contractors wouldn't get severance. Every company in the world would simply have nothing but independent contractors. You never have to pay anybody. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, right? it'd be a very easy way to get around the uh, employment yeah. uh, standards and employment entitlements. Uh, all employers would just hire dependent or independent contractors and not pay them anything, and uh, that would be okay. And uh, obviously the court and the law protects against these uh, types of situations. What else you got going on, pal? Another one uh, resolved a case uh, recently with a construction worker uh, who lost his job after about 11 years and once again wasn't provided with any severance pay. And the construction company told him that he wasn't entitled to any because he's a construction worker. And I see this uh, quite often. And um, now under the Employment Standards Act, construction workers uh, are not entitled to termination pay or severance pay. They don't have minimum entitlements under the Employment Standards Act. But this does not impact their common law severance entitlements. So a construction employee is still entitled to common law termination pay. And uh, to to determine the appropriate notice period, we look at the exact same factors as any other employee. Age, years of service, and position. And really what you're supposed to be looking for is how long should it take this person to find a new job. And, you know, it's possible that maybe they will be able to get a job quicker because they're a construction worker. Maybe it is easier to, to find new work. But that's that's fact. Uh, that's case specific. So there's no general rule that construction employees are not entitled to severance pay. Uh, so, again, we were able to resolve that on the basis of uh, a full severance package. I think it's it's it's, it's, it's somewhere they're caught in between seasonal sometimes. Is that why it's this whole thing they don't think they get severance? Because I, I, so many construction guys have run into it. They think, oh, no, I'm in construction. I don't qualify for severance pay ever. Yeah, exactly. That's how it usually comes up, or that's how that, uh, I think, misconception developed is, you know, oftentimes they'll work from April until, you know, late November, early December, and then they're laid off for the winter. And... Um, 
you know, there's been a, a misconception that they're just allowed to be let go uh, and, and never called back. Now, the layoff in that type of situation, if they're laid off every year, that is okay. They're allowed to be laid off, and that's not considered a termination. Um, but that doesn't mean the employer can just let them go for good uh, and then say, oh, well, we laid you off in the past, therefore we're allowed to do this now. doesn't translate. SeverancePayCalculator.com, right off the top, because we usually wait a little longer, but I wanted people to get on this and uh, have a look at it during the show. Give me some details on it. Yeah, it's a really a great tool, and you can go on it on the uh, on the app, and uh, you type in your age, your years of service, and position, uh, your compensation, and it'll give you the range in terms of what you're looking you know, what you're looking to get in terms of severance pay. Uh, so it's a good way to check uh, just to get an idea about what will happen if you're let go. Um, you know, if you're offered a severance package, check that out. Um, and uh, it, it gives you a range, and it's always important to call us and, and talk to us about your specific situation because uh, there could be, um, you know, unique uh, issues related to, you know, your job or your situation that actually increase the severance package uh, or decrease um, the severance package that you're entitled to, such as if it's a, you know, um, the the industry is really suffering. Well, the severance the severance pay calculator doesn't capture that, so that can actually right. increase the amount you can get uh, above yeah. and beyond uh, the range that the severance calculator gets. So uh, it's great a great tool um, to use. And then give us a call and uh, get your uh, severance assessed. I know you get calls all the time, Dave, from people who have gone through or use a calculator as they're sitting around at the office or listening to the show, and they go, whoa, 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 my severance office is a week per year, so I get like nine weeks pay here. Your calculator saying I get six months. Where's the bug? But there is no bug. Yeah, the uh, I think the uh, issue is the um, Employment Standards Act sets right. minimums, and those are minimums. Um, everyone gets those if you're entitled to severance under the ESA, and um, but that doesn't you're not limited to that. You get much more than that in most cases uh, at common law. And uh, like I said, the the factors to consider: age, years of service, position. The older you are, the longer you've been there, and the more senior your job, the more you get. Um, so it's important to uh, understand your common law termination entitlements uh, when you're let go and not just rely on the uh, the ESA. You know, we like to culminate questions that come in uh, to the show through email or otherwise throughout the weeks, and then we kind of round them all up and print them off and get through some. So we'll do that tonight. Alicia sent me uh, quite good. We'll get to another one that says, uh, I didn't do anything wrong. Can my employer terminate my employment? How can they? They can, and that's uh, that's another very popular misconception. Is, uh, you know, I'll talk to people who are just let go, and they're um, you know they're offered a severance package, and they just and they're shocked and, and they're confused because they say, well, "I didn't do anything. You know, I had a great year. Uh, you know, what's going on?" Um, and an employer is allowed to let you go for any reason they want, um, unless it's a violation of the Human Rights Code. But uh, basically, you know, they can let you go. They just have to provide you with an appropriate severance package. So they don't need a reason, and they don't even have to tell you the reason why they're letting you go. Yeah, we often joke, Leo and I, years ago when we first started the show, that you know, you walk in one day and your boss says, "You know what? You drive a red car." I prefer blue cars, so I'm letting you go. As yeah. preposterous and asinine as that sound, they can do it if they pay you proper and full severance, right? Yeah, that's right. So they just have to provide an, a fair severance package, an appropriate right. severance package. And if they're not going to pay severance pay, they have to establish cause for termination. And just cause is very hard to establish uh, under the um, under the Employment Standards Act and the common law. So it's very difficult to, uh, to do. It's very rare to see uh, an employer successfully uh, establish just cause. We'll take a uh, short break. The phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You want to call uh, Lior, the firm outside of show hours, 1-855-821-5900. Lots more of the Employment Hour, the Monday night edition coming right up here on Talk Radio, AM 640. 
You can call that phone line. Indeed, we are here till 8 o'clock tonight, back in Wednesday night, 7 o'clock as well. Dave Vaughn from the firm is handling all the action, your phone calls tonight, answering your questions and emails as well. Uh, back to some more common questions that we've kind of put together over the last couple of weeks. Uh, you get them through the firm. We get them on the phones. You get them on email. These are popular questions people listening uh, may not know that they want to know, but after they hear these, they're going, oh, yeah, I should have asked that sometime. For instance, how much severance should I get? Main one. Yeah, that's a uh, pretty common one we hear. Yeah. And uh, if you have, if you're listening and you have a question, uh, whether you've been let go recently, you think it could happen, you're just, uh, you know, want to know, uh, give us a call and we can uh, we can talk about the uh, type of severance package you can expect. Uh, at common law, um, as we've discussed, John, it's age, years of service, position, and availability of similar work. Those are the factors that go into determining what the uh, severance package should be. So the older you are, the longer you've been there. Um, the more specialized and senior r- your role and the more difficult it's going to be to find new work, the more severance you're, you're going to get. Um, you know, long service people are going to get more severance than short service people, generally speaking. Uh, however, there, is, there was, a, I think, a misconception out there at, at one point that you know, short service employees don't get much severance package and, or much of a severance package. So, you know, if you have one or two years of service that you're only going to get one or two months of severance pay, that's absolutely not true, uh, especially for older and more senior uh, employees. You can get upwards of six months severance pay, even if you have a year or two uh, worth of, of service. So uh, I think that developed because of the, uh, you know, the month per year, two week per year service yeah. um, idea that people had. 416-870-6400-640 on cell is the number you want to call in, ask your questions tonight. Some of the most common questions, what do I do if my employer doesn't pay me enough severance? Which, by the way, is probably 99% of the time. Yeah, it probably is. And uh, a lot of people don't think they have an option. Uh, they nope. think that uh, you know the employer offered them a uh, severance package. Uh, human resources telling them that that's, you know, that's the policy of the company or hmm. uh, you know that's a fair severance package and there's nothing they can do about it. That's absolutely not true. Um, always get your severance package reviewed. Uh, Any time your employer asks you to sign something, especially something um, you know that's terminating your employment relationship, uh, get it reviewed by a lawyer. And in most cases, we're going to be able to uh, negotiate a, a, an improved severance package for you. And it's you know that that kind of dovetails into the next question where you said people say you know HR says that's all you get that's what you should be getting. There's often a date on the end, so you know return Friday by five. You have to have it back to a sign. Let's go. That's a deadline. Talk to me about that. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, pretty common one, and usually we see about a week uh, deadline. So uh, you know they're giving it on the on the Friday, and then they have to return it by the next Friday. Uh, your severance uh, entitlements do not change based on uh, that arbitrary deadline set by the employer. Uh, in most cases, they just use this to uh, to try to pressure the employee to uh, to get it signed. And a lot of the time, it puts the employee in, the, in a tough position because, you know, for the first couple of days, you're you're in shock. Um, you know, you don't really know what to do. Maybe you, you Google it. Uh, you talk to some friends about it or family about what to do. And then it's not until near the end of the, uh, you know, the, the week that they've given you that you realize, oh, I should, co- I should contact a lawyer. Uh, so... You know, in, in my view, you should never just sign just because of the deadline. Always make sure you can get it reviewed by a lawyer because there's a lot of different things that go into the severance package um, in terms of de- determining what it should be. Um, one of the common ones I see, John, we've talked about this on different shows, is when there's an employment contract that, that stipulates the, the type of the amount of severance you get. And a lot of the time, employers will try to rely on this. And in the severance package, they'll say, you know, as per your employment agreement, you're only entitled to you know, two weeks per year of service. And uh, I can tell you that most of the contracts I review, um, those clauses are not enforceable. 
And there's a lot of reasons why they wouldn't be enforceable. One of them is a lot of the time they're signed after the employees start. So, you know, right. several years into the employment relationship, the employer gets legal advice or figures out that they, they'd like to limit the, the uh, termination entitlements and just has an employee sign a contract saying, oh, it's only two weeks per year of service or it's only your ESA uh, Employment Standards Act minimums. Uh, so you need to look into whether uh, you know whether what the the severance package is offering is fair, and whether um, whether you know there's a, that formula that they're telling you they based it on is true or is accurate. So you you, know, you talk about that, and we'll, and we'll kind of go off a little bit on that last point yeah. you made about the uh, the employment contracts and signing. Whether it's two years or two hours after you've started employing, it's generally not enforceable unless they have to offer you something. Do they not? A bonus, a little bit of cash, something, a position, something to make it legally binding. Them. Yeah, that's right. So the way you get uh, for an employer to get an enforceable um, contract of employment with a termination provision is you need to introduce it. Um, prior to the employment relationship, mm-hmm. so you've offered the person employment, and you know all the terms are clear, and there's a termination provision in there. They, you know, they they review it, they sign it, return it, and then you know they they then after that start employment. Um, if it's if you start your job and then you know a week in or a year in, um, they come and they just say, here's this document, sign it. It's not going to be enforceable because you didn't receive anything for it. Right. So the, what the employer needs to do to make that enforceable is they have to offer you something. Um, and like you've said, it can be uh, you know a salary increase. It can be a signing bonus, so just a one-time bonus. Uh, it could be a promotion. That's the most common time I see it. Um, so you know, I'll, I'll be speaking with someone and they started you know working there 15 years ago and you see that the contract's only four years old. So right away, you're, you know, my uh, my guard's up. But then I look at it, and you read it, and it says it's a promotion. So, you know, um, you know we're pleased to offer you this promotion. That right. That's valid consideration. Um, and usually that uh, promotion is accompanied with a uh, with an increase in salary. So that would work. That would be enforceable. And you, you definitely want that. I mean, it's it, it's not a, it's a very common thing. And generally, if, if that happens to somebody, especially if they're several years into employment, and all of a sudden, you know, the employer is offering them, uh, you know, sign this agreement. It's probably in favor of the employer. Yeah, and that, especially. I mean, I think yeah. it's easier for employers to, you know, to introduce it when there is a promotion, right, or a salary mm-hmm. increase, because the employee is excited. But, uh, you know, oftentimes I'll see it, and you know, you ask the, uh, I'll ask the employee or the former employee, you know, when when did you sign this, or what what happened here, what was the circumstances, and they just say, oh, I don't know, they had to sign it a couple years ago. Uh, I didn't really think much of it. And and uh, that's you know obviously uh, it's you know a terrible situation because you know in some of those cases they've given up um, you know months worth of severance pay yeah. and uh, they've been employed for many years and then all of a sudden they uh, they they're given a contract and without getting legal advice without questioning it uh, they sign it and um, and that's too bad and uh, one of the other things that I, I think you know when I speak to people they say well they're you know I had no choice I felt I was going to get fired. And, um, you know, they, they can't, uh, you can always refuse to sign it and yeah. they can't, that's not cause for termination. So they can't, if they come up to you and say, here's this new contract, sign it. And you say, I'm not comfortable signing that. Or, you know, you get legal advice and you're told not to, uh, they can't force you to do that, to sign that. So we'll take it more from there and more common questions as well. Uh, email is help at employment You want to call through tonight, talk to a day for the remainder of the hour, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Employment Hour continues. Talk radio, AM 640. Yeah, got lots of time to take your phone calls in here. Uh, more common questions, uh, we'll get to that as well. Email is help at employmenthour.com. Most common questions, let's get right back to those. Uh, my employer says I'm on temporary layoff. What can I do? Yeah, this is a uh, another big one that uh, there's a lot of confusion about. 
Uh, a temporary layoff uh, is a termination unless the contract of employment or the employment agreement says that uh, they can do it, so the employer can lay you off, or you've been laid off um, a number of times in the past. Otherwise, it's just a straight termination. Uh, so what you can do is you can you can treat it as such, and you can uh, you know you can uh, pursue a, a severance package against your uh, employer. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell is a number to, uh, to get a hold. Of. You want to talk to the show up until eight o'clock today? We're back Wednesday night as well at eight o'clock. Most common questions you get through the firm. We got these rounded up. Says I tried to come back from work after a disability leave, and my employer says it doesn't have a job for me. What do I do? What did they do wrong? So the employer needs to return you to a the, the same you know your position or something that's comparable. And uh, unless it can establish uh, undue hardship, would be very difficult to do in these types of circumstances. So if this does happen, uh, you'd get your you know your normal severance entitlements. Plus, you'd likely get some uh, human rights damages um, because it, it in most cases this would be a human rights violation. Um, in terms of the severance pay, um, this is a great example. Uh, of uh, a situation where it's not just based on age, years of service, and position. Because in this scenario, uh, if you've been, you know, been off of work because of a uh, medical disability, um, presumably you still, you still may have some medical restrictions, right? And in, most, in a lot of cases uh, I see, when someone returns to work, uh, they do have some res- restrictions or require some accommodation. And um, you know that is going to make it more difficult to get a new job if you have if you, you know weight restrictions or the type of job uh, that you can do is limited. That's going to make it more difficult to uh, find a new job to replace that job, and it'll extend the notice period in the severance package. Email is help at employmenthour.com. Brenda says my husband and I work at the same place. I was let go for cause because of something that my husband did that had nothing to do with me. Is this legal? This is not, no. Uh, you can't be uh, terminated uh, with, for cause and not be given severance pay um, based on, uh, you know, something your, your husband did or your friend in the workplace did. And, uh, you know, I, it's, uh, I think I can see why the employer may want to, to, uh, to, let, uh, to let Brenda go there. But, um, you know, they, they don't have cause. So um, if they want to do it, they have to provide uh, Brenda with a, a severance package. Um, ba- you know, a full severance package based on her age, years of service, and position. Um, there's no way around that. Again, you could use severance pay calculator to find out uh, what that number should be, like we uh, tipped off the beginning of the show with. The most common questions you get through in the firm, you and Lior and the, the rest of the game, my employer reduced my pay or made another significant change to the terms of my employment. What do I do? Yeah, the uh, first thing you should do is uh, start by informing your employer that you don't accept these changes. Right. Written, um, right? Yeah, make sure it's in writing. Uh, you know, keep the email or keep the letter or a copy of the letter, uh, and and this gives the employer the opportunity to uh, to make things right and to to uh, you know reassess their uh, their decision. Um, and if it's you know if the employer insists that they're uh, imposing that change and they're not going to uh, back off, then you have the opportunity to um, basically treat your employment as having been constructively terminated. Right. Okay, and. Um, it's uh, in in such a case if it is a significant change to your uh, terms of compensation, they can uh, you'll get a severance package as if it was a normal termination. Um, now, one of the things that we've talked about before on the on the show, John, is that you, you have to avoid allowing the uh, the change to be you know implemented. You can't work under the change because eventually it's going to be just assumed that you've basically accepted, accepted yeah. um, the job, right? And um, you know that uh, then you know. 
six months later, you turn around and say, you know what, actually, I don't want to, you know, accept that uh, pay cut or that new position or, yeah. or what have you. Um, you you're going to be out of luck because you're you're deemed to have acquiesced to it or accepted it. So right away, when they start to make changes, you have to uh, have to let them know it's an issue and that you're going to uh, you don't accept it. Um, one of the not an exception to that, but a little caveat to know, mm-hmm. is that sometimes these changes, or oftentimes the, the, when I see changes to compensation, is actually comes up regarding the bonus plan or the commission plan. And one of the issues there is that oftentimes it's not that it's not concrete the change. So it's right. you know they change the maybe they change the commission structure or the bonus plan. Maybe they change the sales territory, and the the employee thinks they're going to be. Um, thinks they're going to make less money, yep. but they're not sure yet. So at okay. that point, you should wait to see what happens. Um, you can notify your employer that you think it's going to be an issue. Um, you think this is going to result in making less money, but until that's actually proven, um, it's. Imp- I would recommend not pursuing the constructive dismissal. Wait to see what happens. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Take a short break. You want to email help at employmenthour dot com. We'll get to a couple more emails and get through our list of most common questions and post employment obligations as well. As Dave's taking the helm here right till eight o'clock in the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Help at employmenthour dot com. You need to get a hold of Leo at the firm anytime. That is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You know you mentioned. And uh, we made reference to, anyway, Dave, a few times during this uh, show, the severance package. And you started to, but we didn't fully open up the uh, the fact that this package must be based on all components of your compensation. Explain that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the first step in determining, uh, you know, you've been let go. Uh, first step in determining what the appropriate common law severance package is, is look at those factors we, we always discuss, age, years of service, position. Uh, and then when, once you come to that uh, that range, uh, let's say it's, uh, you know, 12 months, uh, you look, uh, the next thing to consider is what should it consist of? And uh, it's very important that a severance package consists of all forms of compensation, base salary, commissions, bonus, car allowance, benefits, RRSP contributions, whatever you earn in your job, that's what, that should be part of the severance package. You should get that for the 12 months. Uh, it's very uh, common uh, to see a severance package offered and maybe it is is reasonable, or it uh, you know after a couple rounds of negotiation, it becomes reasonable in terms of the numbers, in terms of the the months. But then it doesn't include something like commissions. It doesn't include bonus or car allowance, and uh, that's that's huge, right? Because in a lot of cases, uh, you know, especially bonus and commission, that's a huge part of someone's compensation package. Um, you, you especially see that with uh, you know sales representatives. Um, you know, fi- upwards of fifty percent of their compensation can be based on commissions and bonus. And if you're just going to give them the base salary, uh, that's not going to be an adequate severance package. You can basically reduce it. You know, it turns a six or twelve month severance package into six months in reality. Well, the nature of the beast of salespeople is you talk about commissions and bonuses, especially commissions. I mean, that can fluctuate month to month, year to year. So, how do you say get a fifteen year employee that was let go? Now you know you've got to factor in the commissions. How do you how do you factor in you know the, the wave up and down? Yeah, that's a great uh, great question, and something that comes up quite a bit. Uh, the employers always, uh, from what I can see, always tries to make it uh, looks at the numbers and picks whatever range they is is best for them. So, yeah. um, if um, you know, in a lot of cases, people say you know uh, numbers are, get better as their employment goes on. Uh, so maybe the employer will make it five years and say, oh, you know, back in uh, 2012, uh, you were, you know your commissions were only twenty five thousand, even though now they're fifty, and they'll try to make it based on an average. 
Um, generally, the courts will look at three years. Um, okay. A three-year average is uh, the idea is that gives a pretty good snapshot of what the, the compensation should be. Now, if every year um, the person's commissions or bonuses keep going up, then you wouldn't really look backwards because clearly if they had been employed for uh, the, the severance period, so the let's call it 12 months, Right. They would have, you know, it's presumed, continued to have moved up in terms of the commissions or bonuses they've earned. So in that case, if I'm, uh, especially if I'm representing the employee, I'm going to say, no, that should be based on what, uh, what they could have earned had they been given, you know, proper notice of termination. And that would be, uh, you know, based on the, the, um, the increased, um, you know, commissions or bonuses uh, that they would have earned. Now you did mention uh, you'd mentioned car allowance there as well. So we we would determine last show that if you get the car allowance when you let go, say that goes on for another eight months, car allowance. Yeah. You're given that money, so you don't have to use it on the car. It's your money. It's owed to you. But what if you had, and this is the only car you had, a company car as part of your package, and now you're left without wheels? What do they do then? Yeah, that's tough. Uh, usually, yeah. you um, you know, obviously, you're gonna have to give that car back in a lot of the a lot of cases, and you're just we're gonna have to figure out what it would cost to replace uh, that car. Uh, in terms of a lease or, or a uh, you know financing uh, a car, and uh, that's just based on the car uh, you had that uh, you were able to use, and uh, that's important too because if it was part of your job, if you're able to use it, um, you know for personal, uh, you know personally, um, that should absolutely be part of the severance package. Um, another uh, thing that comes up in terms of commissions and bonuses is accrued commissions or accrued bonuses earned okay. during the the period of employment, and we're getting into the time of the year where we're going to see terminations. Um, happening where the employer, you know, will withhold the bonus. So they're they're going to say, oh, well, you weren't employed for all of 2017, so um, you know we're letting you go in November, and we're not going to give you your bonus. Yep. Well, you've been employed for ba- you know, 11 months, right? And uh, all of a sudden, the employer just lets you go, and then you lose uh, you lose your bonus. Uh, the uh, there's the courts do protect against that. It's very difficult for an employer to withhold uh, an accrued bonus uh, from an employee, uh, especially you know once you're getting into November, December, when it's uh, you know the end of the uh, if that happens to be the fiscal year, um, that's going to be very difficult to withhold that bonus. Let's take a little bit of a break. The phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. you still got uh, lots of time to call through, get your questions answered by Dave from the firm. Uh, help at employmenthour.com through email. We'll try to get through one or two more of those as we uh, wrap up here at 8 o'clock tonight. You need to get a hold of the guys at the firm anytime. one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. How about that stuff? Uh, Billy Collins said he has four years of service, warehouse worker, 48, and wants to know what he gets. Get that criteria? Billy, what, four years service, forty-eight years old, 48. Uh, warehouse worker. Yeah. Okay, yeah, just mm-hmm. uh, he's looking at the severance package. Yep. Um, I would say he gets somewhere in the four to six month range. Okay. And uh, like we've said, it should be all forms of compensation. Um, if uh, as a warehouse worker, I know a lot of the time um, they'll work uh, overtime, and uh, he should the severance package should be based on his total compensation, so his total you know income he earned, um, and it should include the overtime. Uh, a lot of the times I'll see people uh, get like Billy get let go and uh you know they they do pay um the, the employer severance package is going to be based on just their uh their you know 35 or 40 hours uh you know times their hourly uh, wage rate right and uh a lot of times these uh, he works you know they can work significant overtime and uh, that's not really a fair uh severance package uh, if it doesn't take that into consideration 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell Kathleen good evening how are you I'm not too bad in here. What's uh, what's your concern? 
Um, my concern was I was employed with a bus company and ended up being pulled over. Um, supposedly, I wasn't showing my school. I didn't show my school light. When my boss did come to pick me up um, or come to, to show up because the officer said he was going to arrest me for not showing um, my credentials, he ended up saying, my boss said, I'm there for you. Um, he brought another person to come pick up my bus, come and bring me back to the office. Um, he did say he was going to pay me for the rest of the afternoon, also pay me for the other two days. When I reached there, someone else was there to give me my tag um, and then said, you know, I came in. He ended up saying, I did not follow the rules, gave me a letter saying I was terminated. Now, I did say I got hurt, went in for, you know, WSIB, got a letter, but terminated me. So were you, you got a ticket for this? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, so you got a ticket from the, uh, the, the police? Yes. Okay, now, it was... He's the one, like, he kind of, he assaulted saying, um, I, it was a school bus driver. Yeah. Right? Um, and when he came at the door, now, what ends up happening, when you end up being, he wasn't pulling me over. What I ended up seeing, picking up my children, and I ended up seeing the lights in the distance. So what I did was put on my four ways, stopped, waiting for it, but the children were speaking to me, and as I was speaking to them, he grabbed the door and, in a gruff voice, opened the door. My first reaction was, I cannot for the safety of the children. I did not see his badge at that time okay. because of the way he was standing. So I, I said, I cannot. Uh, can you come to my window? For which he obliged. I ended up, he came and I said, um, what did I do wrong? And he said, show me your credentials. Or he said, um, you did not do your school life. Okay. I said, what did I do wrong? And a little girl said her friend was crying. I said, excuse me, can you hold on a second? I said, there's nothing wrong. Um, you know, and I turned back to him. We're upsetting the kids. What did I do wrong? And he suddenly started yelling. I said, did I do something wrong? He said, show me your credentials. And I said, may I call my office? And he said, no, you cannot. Okay. You know, bells started going off. So I just said, um, the girl was still crying. He goes, I'm going to follow you to your school. What school are you going to? Yep. I let him know. He followed me to the school. He was about to board the bus. And I said, can I, um, you know, have a principal or vice principal come on to my bus to unload the children? Right. So he, he stepped off. The principal did come on, unload them. And then afterwards, he aborted the bus. And I said, can you step off? I'm going to get the credentials. He said, no, I will not. I said, can you step back? As I went to grab the credentials, like get my credentials on my left side, that is when he grabbed me, twisted my arm up behind my back and everything else. Threw me back Kathleen, Kathleen, let me, just, let me just stop you there before we get into more what the police did. Fast forward as to what happened when you got let okay. go with your boss, so how this all boiled went, down. Yes, yeah, so when I went to get to my, um, the boss came finally. He reached to another accident um, first and then came to me. Um, he said he's going to stand by me. So when he got there, he did say, um, I'm going to pay you for the rest of the afternoon. This was a Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, come in. Your bus will be at your school. And then, um, you know, come in Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I got in Wednesday. And then he said, you did not follow the rules. You were terminated. Okay. And what was okay. the ticket for, Kathleen? 
He said, um, resisting arrest, not actuating my school light, um, not showing my paperwork. Okay. And was that the first time you've ever gotten a ticket? Ever, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, obviously, the the, uh, you know, the criminal or the what you know the the tickets uh, I can't really speak to in terms of uh, your dealings with the police, but uh, from an employment uh, law perspective, uh, you know if that's your first uh, issue, uh, you know it could be difficult to uh, you know to establish cause for them. Uh, how long have you worked there? I've worked there for four years. Okay, mm-hmm. and but I've uh, been a, a bus driver for twelve years. Okay, and how old are you? Uh, 51. 51. Uh, so, uh, and they didn't offer you any severance pay? No, didn't say anything at all. Okay, so uh, given your age, years of service and position, you'd probably get somewhere in the four to six month range um, if they don't have cause to terminate your employment. Obviously, we'd have to talk uh, in more detail about what happened um, and uh, just uh, you know get your, uh, get your side of things. So uh, why don't you give us a call tomorrow and we can talk about that. Kathleen, here is that number, 1-855-821-5900. Please make that call. Very important, 1-855-821-5900. Take uh, one more short break here. Get back into it. We'll get to your call, Jake. Hang on the line. And uh, for the rest, it's 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. The Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. Email as well as help at employmenthour.com. And to reach the firm after show hours, 1-855-821-5900. You can also check out severancepaycalculator.com to find out exactly what your severance should be. We'll get to uh, to Jake. Hi, Jake. Good evening. How are you? Hey, guys. Not too bad. What's How going on, pal? Good, man. What's up? I have some questions for you on the employer side. Mm-hmm. Um, I just took over uh, the uh, sales management role for a large uh, organization where the sales team is significantly underperforming. Um, there's a few people that I've put on performance improvement plans. doesn't seem to be improving. Um, and they hadn't had the effect that I wanted. And I'm afraid that there's some that, have, that are just really sort of holding out for severance, some that have been there for 10 years, some that have been for five. Um, but the facts are that they're not hitting quota. I'm just wondering, what is my recourse? And what should I expect to have to uh, pay them out? Question. And uh, the um, you know, I think like you've identified, uh, you, you know, you can put them on uh, performance improvement plans. It's a great idea um, if, they, if they are having issues with their sales or their quotas. Um, it is going to be very difficult to establish that it's cause for termination. So I think your best course of action is to uh, still offer a severance package. Um, and uh, that will be depend on the age, years of service, and position of the individuals. Um, do you want to give me an example of one of them in terms of the sure. year? Yeah. So, so I've got one that's about 10, another one five to six years, another one is about a year. Okay. Um, the, the person with 10 years of service, what's their job title and age, approximate age? Uh, I would say approximate age, uh, late 30s, 40s, um, okay. and the, uh, the title would be like a sales associate, sales uh, account executive or uh, account manager. Okay. So in terms of the common law termination entitlements, they'd probably get somewhere in the 8 to 10 month range. Right, yeah. Um, now that could be, you know, if they have a contract that they've signed um, that you know limits them to the Employment Standards Act, that could be less than that. Um, the other thing to consider too is you don't necessarily have to give the severance package as one lump sum. You can actually make it subject to mitigation. What that means is you can say, you know, here's an eight-month offer. Uh, however, if at any time you get a new job, uh, you have to let us know, and we're going to stop paying you, and we'll pay you, you know, a fifty percent of the remaining amount or something like that. Okay. Um, so it uh, it really depends on the individual person. Um, the person with five years of service, uh, how old are they? Uh, around the same age, maybe a slightly older. Yeah, okay. 
So if they're in their late 30s, 40s, they're probably in that six-month range. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one-year person, you know, are they similar age and position? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They would probably get more like, I would say, three months. Okay. Um, again, though, these if they have a contract, that may uh, impact things. And, um, I mean, if if they're doing something intentional, um, you know, if they're intentionally not working, which is causing their sales to, to uh, you know, drop, that could be, you know, you could eventually get cause. But like we've uh, discussed many times, it's very tough to establish cause, especially for performance and sales. Jake, moving forward, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You want to discuss further with uh, David Lee or the firm, John? We'll get to you here uh, quickly. Got a minute or so to go. What's uh, what's your concern? Well, basically, uh, long story short, I was actually recently in a uh, position where I was uh, disciplined in a unionized environment. Uh, I was reinstated. Mm. Uh, there was a a, mem- uh, um, a memorandum of settlement, and uh, one of the things that was in the disclosure was that I was not allowed to, to talk to any other employee regarding the. Uh, results of my uh, disciplinary hearing long story short uh, it was something i did that i shouldn't have done uh, i basically filled out a document that i shouldn't have and um i was reinstated i was like i said i was reinstated but now i found out from like another employee that uh, he and i were trying to switch some kind of like uh, day to work for each other and that some other employees started saying stuff about me that uh i can't be trusted mm-hmm. and that uh, i do this kind of stuff all the time and i'm just wondering exactly not if that's actually legal and whether or not there's any recourse for myself and i'll take my answer off the air thanks a lot guys thank you john appreciate the call i think you said union right yeah there? he did so yep. uh okay. any issues he'd have to go through the union if it uh, yeah. has to do with the employer or if he's having an issue with a fellow employee uh, i mean theoretically he could go uh, go after someone for defamation if that's um that's an issue but that's very hard to establish and uh, it's probably confined to the employment relationship his issue so he would have to go through the union and that's gen- that's not just for John. That's generally widespread when you're dealing in a union environment. It must be held through the CBA or through your union, right? You can't go outside to a law firm like yourself. Yeah, that's correct. You need to go through yeah. the union, and uh, that's that, that's what the union's for. We'll take it for another week from there. We will be back here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock with Lior. The number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email is help at employmenthour.com. And we uh, referenced it. Dave used it several times tonight, but it was in his head. Uh, you can do so as well on your tablet, your cell phone, your desktop, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly what that severance offer should be. Till next time, it's been the Employment Hour. Talk radio, AM 640.